0: So this week on Three Sides of the Coin, um, first, uh, we are joined by Bryn Ahrens from Flip. He gives us the inside scoop on his new album. And then um, I go through my Creatures Fest recap. So stick around. You don't want to miss this. This
1: is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things KISS. I
0: want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to... Three Sides of the Coin.
1: Month, more than 50,000 musicians, industry professionals, and rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and KISS fans from around the world. Listen and engage with the Three Sides of the Coin podcast. If you have a new release or a product or service and would like to reach this audience, get in touch with Michael to discuss sponsorship opportunities. Visit threesidesofthecoin.com. Hey,
2: cameo! It's three sides of the coin and we're here and you can hire us to say something on video for you. But but before everybody like rolls their eyes and goes, what the hell am I hiring three sides for? We are donating 100 percent of the money we raise to charity. Okay, so think about that when you want us to say something. We can do a birthday shout out, an anniversary shout out. Lisa can do like a Paul Stanley rap. Couldn't you, Lisa? Would you do that, please? I can sing
0: Read My Body. I can do a Paul Stanley rap. Anything that you want to do, I'll do.
2: Mark, well, not everything. Would, would, would you get up and go open something?
3: No, but I'll say something funny. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'll read a comment.
2: Yeah, Tommy will read. <laughs> you can send Tommy a comment and he'll read it. Now, seriously, you guys all know what Cameo is all about. We'll do a video shout out for any occasion saying anything you want. You know, I don't know if we've even got any limits. You could you could have us say something like three sides of the coin sucks and we'll do that.
5: Mm-hmm. that I does, mean, does, we're,
2: we're really easy here. So head over to cameo.com, Look for three sides of the coin. The four of us will get together and record a video message for you donating all of our money to charity. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Five Sides of the Coin. <laughs> five, five this time. I bet you didn't know there were five co-hosts. And for those of you who are listening and yeah. not watching, five doesn't mean somebody else from Canada, okay? Let's just clear that up right now. We've got Getty Mike. Lee. Yeah, exactly. Gil Moore. Maybe Gilmore's so. joining the show now. We got Mike, we got Mark, we got Tommy, we got Lisa, and we've got Bryn. Bryn's back for. I'm not 30. Bryn.
5: I'm Gilmore's brother, Less.
3: <laughs> Less than more. Less Nestman. Less, Less, nest Less more. Less more.
2: Um, so we got a lot to chat about today. Bryn is kind of our guest and just sitting here chatting shit with us as well. Um, so before we get into some other discussions,
3: hold on. Before we do, we have it was my birthday this past weekend, and my daughter got me this shirt. Happy ask birthday! Ask me about
2: my podcast. <laughs> that is so wow. Cool. Okay, so Mark. I want to ask you about your podcast. Tell us about it. Well,
3: I'm with these fucking two other idiots and this really hot chick. Um, uh, and we talk about a bunch of old guys and who wear makeup and high heels. That's pretty today's, much the of it.
4: But today's so. three idiots.
3: I'm guessing yeah. I'm not the hot chick. <laughs> <laughs> not in now, this video.
2: <laughs> Bren, if you'd like to be the hot chick, Nothing wrong with that.
3: Yeah, it is yeah. 2022. I mean, you can kind of make that shit up as you want. I, I had my week. I had my week <laughs> as a hot
2: Um. So, um, Tommy. Yeah. Comments. Do your job, man. Do your job. You know, there's not much to read this week. There we go. He's Uh, already backing out of his job.
4: No, most people just, they really like the interview. We've had a ton of people watch, but most of them are great interview, great guests. The one comment that's lengthy other than that would be James West. I thought I had left this comment earlier, but I guess I didn't save it. Anyways, I saw Crocus open for Kiss in January, 1985 in Fayetteville, North Carolina, my first concert at 12 years old. Very cool and good interviews. There you go.
2: Yeah, um, you know, Mark Saracci was was a lot of fun to talk to, <laughs> right, Lisa? Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to make a shirt up for 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 Mark to send to him. Mark 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. it's about it Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I'm not the
0: first person to butch someone uh, butcher someone's name.
2: Right. Yeah, but but. Let's be clear. Before we hit the record button, I practiced. We, 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 we did tell you exactly how to pronounce it.
0: I did.
4: And I you must...
2: still screwed it up.
4: Oh, whatever. Like Ted Baxter on the Mary Tyler Moore show. <coughs> Excuse me. God, he's choking. <clears throat> deco Kawasaki. Said it right all week through the whole episode. Then he goes live, blew
2: it. It's Lisa. That's our Lisa. That's our Lisa. It's we me. love her for that. We love mm-hmm. her for, she was so much entertainment last week.
0: I was, I was just, I was on the money.
2: You know, between your upper deckers and Sriracha, you know, we were laughing <laughs> with you. Maybe a little at you too. It's okay. Um, so real quick, anybody at home have a discussion about upper deckers with you, Lisa?
0: No, not at home. But it was, it was like the, it was like the, the, the line of the whole weekend, which and it made me giggle even harder. It made me giggle even like, every time that word is now said, I just can't stop laughing. I'm like, a, I'm like a, like a little kid.
2: Just so you guys know, before we hit record, she actually called it a double decker. <laughs> which <laughs> would be go twice. <laughs>
0: Oh, that was so funny.
2: I don't know what kind of toilets Lisa has, but she's got a double-decker.
0: I got a double. I got special. Special toilets here at the house.
2: Um. All right. I'm so afraid We're, to ask. You have no idea know. what an uh, upper-decker is, Bryn? Oh, come on. He's from Minnesota. Have, Le, just, Le, Le, Lisa, Lisa, you, you explained I'm, to Bryn nope. what an upper-decker is. Nope. I'm
5: guessing it's a horny thing.
6: No.
0: No, that's what I said, too. I thought it was like sexy time thing, and it's not.
3: Not sexy
0: time thing. Scat freak, you know. Oh, sexy time! No, no sexy time. I just suggest you watch that little snippet because it makes it. It's not funny until you watch that. Just because I laugh, (laughs) I laugh uncontrollably. We 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 we
2: we literally were videotaping as as Lisa Googled Upper Decker and we saw her live reaction to discovering what it was.
5: And I saw a bit of that, but yet I'm not recalling what the hell it was.
4: Well, it's basically when someone takes a dump in the upper part of your toilet. The tank. In the tank. Oh, good Lord. See?
5: That doesn't really happen.
0: I never saw it happen, no, but apparently I was does. the only one. Well, now I'm including you, Brett. I was the only one who did not know what this was. And I even asked my husband. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Am, am
2: I? Hey, Brian? what kind of rock star life have you lived? I think if it's you a You don't know thing. what an upper decker is.
0: Um, he's, he's normal.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he did not partake in such childish acts.
2: Oh, come on. I bet he's partaked in some other very <laughs> non childish acts out in, in, in his life. Maybe one of on. the, sexy,
0: the sexy time ones. Yeah.
4: It's he's like, not admitting anything. No, he's
0: pleading the fifth.
5: Tight. I'm,
2: I'm 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 thinking there's going to be a new flip song called. I had Back a really
5: b- bad bus driver once, and when he got out of the bus, I ran the steering wheel like around the crack of my ass.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, awesome. See, I, I think that stuff's funny.
4: <laughs> After
5: a show, I had to get in a really strange position to get it to spin right. <laughs>
0: I think bathroom humor is very funny. I know I'm a girl. I'm not supposed to, but I just think it's hysterical.
6: It
2: is. It, you know, you watch any movie and if there's a a fart or a poop joke, it's it's laughs.
0: I'm dying. I was dying. And yeah. then that turned into an entire weekend, an entire weekend of potty jokes the whole time.
2: Were you, yeah. were, were you careful flushing the toilets all weekend?
0: No, but I, I will tell you that Lee was always like. Checking before
2: <laughs> she went after me. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, let's talk about Flip. Yeah,
5: Flip has a new album out, and I can't. This makes it's called "Too Dumb to Quit."
6: That kind I of think... describes
2: this show, if you ask me.
5: Yeah. yeah. It kind of describes me, I think. If you look mm-hmm. at a, it's a game board. It's
0: a monopoly. And, it looks like monopoly.
5: Well, it's a takeoff on uh, "Flip Your Lid" by the Beatles, um, but all the tiles are autobiographical, meaning all all the little things on there, little stories. That's cute. Not gonna make that work. No, um, are true, like light rigs falling on you uh the butt bus driver one isn't in there but our bus driver did once after a bad gig uh empty the uh the waste area
0: well you said that so nicely
5: of the bus i was in shock uh you know I got nothing. I really haven't done that many crazy things. I mean, as a band, we certainly have. We dropped cereal on people. We put out an album called Blow It Out Your Ass, and we had tidy whities <laughs> that were like this. We dropped those from a helicopter. I know Michael and Tommy are familiar with some of that stuff. Um, our pilot went to jail. I tried to go to jail a couple times.
2: You couldn't must not care. have tried too hard if you couldn't. I was at a gig on tax
5: day on a flatbed in front of the post office with 350 fans there in 1997. First record hadn't even come out yet. I had just moved from to Minneapolis from New York and we figured let's play a tax-free gig and we painted tax-free entertainment on the back <laughs> of the flatbed and wrote it up in front of the post office. And all these people came out of the bush. We didn't even say nothing. There was no way to say nothing back in in those days, really. It was just the beginning of home internet, you know? You might recall something called Flip Central. It was a really early Flip website. But all these people came out of nowhere. Cops came and everything. And I handed a joint, or I took a joint from a kid in the audience, and there was a cop right to my left. And I took a big hit off it and blew it in his face. And he looked at me and he went, not today, kid. And he walked away, (laughs) cut the power. He knew exactly what I was going for. I was reading the Johnny Rotten handbook, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I couldn't get arrested. Couldn't get arrested. Um, We got kicked out of Summerfest. We used to do an onstage beer guzzling contest. Loser had to play the rest of his set with no pants on. Poor Kai lost every night. I don't know how that happened, but, uh, and then I handed my beer to somebody in an audience in Somerset at Rockfest and the kid was underage. So we got indecent exposure and contributing to the delinquency of a minor in one gig. But in my real life, I've been married for 35 years. I have three children, two cats, a dog and a Gila monster. I do two things. I rock and roll and I do my family. That's it. And an occasional Juicy Lucy with Mark and Tommy. Mm -hmm.
2: That was awesome.
0: I just found out what that was too.
2: And and yes, Lisa thought for a second Juicy Lucy was another item that was naughty. She thought it was a groupie.
5: Fair enough.
0: enough. (laughs) I was a little
2: concerned.
5: You can write a rock song called Juicy Lucy and act absolutely turn it into that could you
2: i mean you know <laughs> yeah. lisa's a very innocent sheltered person in her i am
0: 100 percent.
2: i think you should write a song with juicy lucy and upper decker in the same song
0: oh my lord
5: i don't see it i think <laughs> I think, no you feel it you're over seasoning the uh pie there
4: yeah well, so tell us about the new record, because I think it's wonderful. And
5: Marcus listened
4: to, to it as well. And I've been privy to watching you work <sighs> these songs out over the last couple of years and watch them come together. Um, but what do you want people that are listening to know about Flip?
5: Well, I've been at this a really long time. Um <laughs> It's really hard for me now because I have so much behind me. I never know where to start, especially if for for the uninitiated, for lack of a better term, people that might not be familiar. Um, and well, I guess I'll get to all that name dropping crap later. But as far as too dumb to quit goes, the new flip album on Rocksteady Records. I worked with Bill of for a good twenty years. We worked very closely together, um, getting each other different gigs. And I, I was the musical director for the Broadway, for a Broadway version of, uh, live version of Quadrophenia, the who thing. And I got Bill hired on as uh, a creative consultant on that. Bill, uh, upon getting ill, willed me the Rocksteady Records. Rocksteady productions logo i forget what it was on the the one that's on the back of the kiss album
2: sure
5: yeah and and permission to use it as rock records as far back as our second album blow it out your ass third album blow it out your ass uh was on rock records it was on an indie label and blah 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 i digress so I was producing an album for a guy named Curtis. I do a lot of producing and a lot of ghost guitar playing, a lot of songwriting for a lot of names you're aware of. Um, and in doing one of those records uh, with a guy named John Fields, the guy who produced Too Dumb to Quit, who's done Pink. And I mean, I could go on and on and on, I'll spare you, but I love Pink. And I just like saying that name too, Pink. He's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely, real deal stuff, and um, and he goes, Brent, are you thinking about doing a new flip album?" I, said, I certainly have material. Well, send me some, and I sent him some, and he was like, "Holy crap!" Well, he really liked this stuff, and um, he said, "If you're going to do a flip album, let's you and I do it, and we'll do it here." So that's how it came to happen.
4: Simple as that. Do you think? Do you think that? As we get older, that, okay, I'm going to take it back this way. Cause I like inside baseball stuff. And yeah, I remember sitting, sitting in my car outside of the studio when you were doing the odd father stuff and Jack Douglas was there that day. And I was listening, as I was going to pull away, I had the Aerosmith was playing. It just came on the radio and he stopped and he said, you know, they could never make a record like this today. And it was one of the older songs from Rocks or whatever. And that's always stuck with me that, yeah, they probably couldn't because things change. And too many fans, I think, think that like, okay, if Kiss's Kiss's record, uh, I don't know, Rock and Roll Over is your favorite, that they could just jump right back in and make one that sounded just like it. And it's an impossibility for a myriad of reasons. So as you get older, do you feel like your music changes because of, your age? Because to me and Mark and I were talking about this. Yeah. It sounds cheap trick.
5: Yes. But that also changes from the time you're 12 till the time you're 20. It's not unique to the time you're 25 to the time you're 50, any more than it is from the time you're 50 to the time you're 80 or the time you're four to the time you're 15. The answer is yes. For everybody. Always. Mm -hmm
4: how does that feel? What, what, I mean, how do you, how do you look at writing a record like this versus how you would have maybe looked at your first or second album?
5: I have more experience in the technical side of it, certainly, and have produced a number of acts after getting started, got into doing producing right away, just caught right onto it. Um, so that part is easier. Uh, you're not neurotic about things being too precious. Let's pretend you're getting married for the fourth time. My guess is you're not going to be too precious about that wedding like you were the first one, just because you're acclimated to the process.
4: So then what do you think of the last couple of KISS records with respect to the rest I of I
5: really the like them.
4: Okay. And Why?
5: Because one of them has my song on it. Well, no, I'm only kidding. Um, you know, Tommy. Like Tommy um,
4: um, Why do I like them? Yeah, because there's so many people who just can't seem to get past it because it doesn't sound like it used to, or it doesn't sound like this or that or whatever. How? What do you see as a musician? They, they sound like they're into it to me. It doesn't
5: sound phoned in at all. What do you sound think? like they're going for it.
4: Any records come to mind on their catalog that you feel that they are phoning it in? Unmasked.
6: Hmm.
5: Dynasty, I don't think was phoned in as much as it was a good use of leftover solo album material. With a okay. couple new songs.
3: I find that I, because they were obviously going in a new direction for Unmasked, it didn't sound phoned in. What to me sounds phoned in is uh, is hot in the shade. I just think no one cared. It was just here's my matter of fact. Literally in some parts, here's my demos. Didn't even bother going in and recutting the damn things. Um, you know, it just sounds bad. It's lifeless. Whereas i, to listen a, I oh, probably heard un- that album once unmasked had a purpose i mean they purposely were sh- steering the ship into pop territory so that's a come i don't i don't agree with that uh analogy but i mean everyone's you know free there. yeah i will tell you uh in, in the most genuine of genuine ways because tommy and i were talking this morning i don't know what it was uh We have mutual friends who certainly know a lot about your band. I've never heard a single or I know I know nothing about flip. It just was always off my radar. I don't know why, I just was. Well, we weren't Um,
4: huge. That's why. Oh good.
3: You know what? I I tended to get into bands, or at least I tried to because I was always reading, you know. Um but man, I tell you, I said to Tommy, and as Tommy will tell you, it's as genuine it as genuine to be. Fuck, that new record's fucking awesome. I mean, by the, the I've only listened to it once, but it, like I was kept that song. That just, I think it's the second song, "Drugs." What, what's the second song? At least that's how it came up on my.
5: Oh, I don't know. On here, on the vinyl, it'll be the second song side. One will be What the Fuck. Or it, could it be In Your Eyes?
3: No, it was Drugs was definitely in the song. Or at least I'm pretty sure it
2: was named in the song. Maybe Mike Mark was I, doing drugs. I sent you
5: shit that's not even on the album. Oh, maybe that's it. Didn't make the album.
3: It didn't? Oh, my God. I thought that song was just wonderful. Awesome.
5: Because... <laughs> God. Did I mention the album's called "Too Dumb to Quit"?
2: <laughs> yeah, and we're yeah. raving about material that nobody can get. <laughs>
5: Pay attention to this part: "Too dumb, too dumb, <laughs> too dumb." Yeah,
3: we just didn't well, get the another point. brush with greatness. Another <laughs> well, brush you with You left the wrong. Yeah, I, what I was, Bryn, what I was really taken by was the you didn't go well put it this way i doubt this happened uh, on purpose it it sounds because it sounds so natural it really sounded like later 97 on cheap trick to me it's it's got because i love rockford i love all those albums it just sounds so fresh and that's what that's what this reminded me of i'm like this is cool it's got its own it's rock enough to be rock and it's pop enough to be pop it's uh really good stuff Thank and th- that's what i mean by like i said i i've been into so many bands that you know whatever one hit wonder i i, I just tended to be a very loyal music guy and now this is going to want to make me start diving deeper so um yeah i was very impressed and i as tommy knows yeah that that was a, it was a very genuine thing i'm like you know i just had time to run through that while I was doing paperwork this morning. Cause matter of fact, I said something to Michael. I totally, um, this was yesterday when Michael and I were texting, I'm like, Oh, we'll just have Lisa talk about, you know, her weekend and everything. He's like, you know, Brins on tomorrow. I'm like, Oh fuck. I better listen to that record. So <laughs> as soon as I got, to, as soon as I got to work this morning, I, I listened to it and I was like, wow, this is fucking really good. And, uh, and I, couldn't be any more genuine and honest and trust me if it wasn't i just wouldn't have said anything so
4: well and i feel that way about the record too and i feel that way about the stuff that that bren did with the odd fathers although that was relatively short-lived because to your point mark it's in my wheelhouse it's just the the songs on this record for those of you that don't know um it feels like something comfortable like you know that you know yeah. it's familiar you know and it's cheap that's that's but that's why i love cheap trick
2: well you know? i mean you know to me basically flip has that quirky the quirkiness that cheap trick has in their songs it's 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 stuff that's just fun it makes you laugh it makes you smile it makes you giggle but it's it's good solid rock and roll but again Cheap Trick is a quirky band, and I think Flip has always been a quirky band in that same sense, and I mean, it's clear you guys were influenced by Cheap Trick. I mean, that's that's obvious.
5: Well, and we're basically from the same neighborhood, aren't we, really? And it's like, you know, Mark, we, uh, we were the opening act on the 97 tour.
3: Uh, Did you play Detroit? Because I saw that tour.
5: Yes. Played yeah. Detroit a few times. I once had... to. Get escorted under
3: Andrews Hall opening up for the Misfits. Oh, St. Andrews Hall. Yeah. yeah. They just, they close that place. They just, they're opening it again. Just Mark because. was
2: probably busy making out with somebody when Flip was on stage. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah.
4: <laughs> it's not unreasonable.
2: No, it's not Mark. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
4: I, you know, tell us, so, Talk to us about you guys just did three shows on the East Coast with Ace Fraley and his band. And I know you get along famously with all of those guys. Tell us what that was like. Effortless,
5: reaffirming, and wonderful. At this point, I'm 61 years old and our bandmates outside of our rhythm guitar player, Mono, the only rock character to sport a monocle in the history of rock and roll. You might remember him from such movies as Hogan's Heroes and (laughs) Mr. Peanut Lives Another Day.
4: (laughs) But why was it all those things?
5: I'm 61 years old, Night Bob, who tour manages and runs front of house is an old friend of mine when I lived in Manhattan. We spent a lot of time together, as a matter of fact.
0: I just saw Night Bob.
5: He's, he's an angel.
0: He is the nicest guy in the world.
5: He's one of, yeah, he's one of my favorites. And uh, in you know, like eighty nine or something like that, I was playing at CBGB's, and he was mixing. I, I think our manager brought him in. And he called me the next day and had me come over to his flat to play a bunch of stuff and check out his gear. And ever since then, we got on famously. Um, he ended up tour managing Flip uh, for our first Walt Disney album. Walt and Disney. So Being able to spend time with him was huge for me. Uh, it's my currency. It's not a, you know, can I afford to do this at any point? You know, when I was a smart ass and I was 16 years old and I thought I knew everything, my father once gave me a card and the card said, once you think you know all the answers, all the questions change. And it couldn't be truer. I'm like 61 years old. I'm like, damn right. I'm going to go out to the East Coast, have a couple Nathan hot dogs and hang out with Night Bob and play with Ace Fraley, who my New York band, Rattling Bones, we open also opened up for Ace Fraley on the Just for Fun tour.
4: Yeah, there's Uh-oh. a lot of history there. Yeah, I have,
5: yeah. I mean, yes. And um, so it was great. And then get done with the first show, and it's theaters. Once again, I'm going to revert to 61 years old, and this kind of goes back to Tommy's question about as you get older, do things change? Yeah, just like they did you know certainly from the time you were diapers to the time you were riding a bike that was a big change right um theater seats are awesome not having to stand at a concert anymore is freaking (laughs) awesome
3: Oh my God. Amen. Amen to that. Amen, brother. (laughs) Screw it. I've been trying to
5: invent a butt chair that looks like a walking cane, but it's a little chair that you can carry with you with a cup holder on it that you stick in, (laughs) that you can lean on on a piece. You know, these stupid festivals and crap. It's like, stand. Oh, good Lord. You know? But anyway, the only band to get the first night we got a standing ovation. The the, the the theater was packed, and we walked off stage, and we just went, yeah, we still got it. <laughs> so, you, you could I couldn't have purchased that with money. I don't mean to keep referring to money, but it's like that's my currency these days is those things. And um, all three shows went like that. And after the third show, Night Bob came up to me and the whole band, and just was really vocal about how well it went, and uh, at that point, a young woman, which this happened at the meeting, we did meet and greets after every show, and this in particular, on the last night, a young woman came up to me, we do a song called Freak, and in the middle of it, I do a rap about bullying, about how, you know, getting punched, or a black guy, or a or, uh, what would you call it? A, a flesh wound will heal the bully's sickness, never heals. And I call out by name my bullies while we're playing. And, um, at the Keswick Theater, I think I'm saying that right. Um, the whole crowd started chanting, uh, Jason Shoup, Jason Shoup jason shoop one of my bullies so after the show so it was kind of a big deal so i'm sitting there with night bob to get back to it after one of these shows and this young woman comes up to me and she's crying and she's thanking me for the rap in freak because that happens to be what's going on with her in her life right now i mean she wasn't bawling but she was weeping and stuff so you know those situations it's kind of funny the words come to you really well when you need to kind of like try to make somebody feel better. You ever notice how the words come kind of easy? They just do. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and she left, we talked really shortly, gave her a hug. She left and night, Bob just turned to me and he said, you know, you're really onto something with this freak thing. The timing is just like super right for
4: it. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're, you're you're absolutely right, especially and you and I talk, Brian and I talk about this kind of stuff all the time. We don't talk about music. We talk about other stuff, but
5: look I miss Mark. Don't you miss? I miss Mark already.
2: Mark, Mark your video's turned off. I yeah, still my phone while I ringing. talk. I oh, like oh, it okay.
5: All
4: right.
2: Not. He's still there. There he is. There he
4: is. Just with the volatility of the world right now, having someone that you can talk to or that understands how you feel or has been through something that's you know, similar to what you've been through can be of great comfort to a lot of people, you know? And I think that that's probably why you've hit a chord with people regarding that whole thing, because everybody's had that growing up, you know, to one degree or another. So these kind and just
5: the ability to talk to a crowd and get a response, But get that response in a way that's uh, fulfilling, for lack of a better term, on these shows with what I consider a real rock audience. Ace Frehley audience is a friggin' rock audience. You know what I mean? Straight up. And uh, that felt great.
4: That's awesome. Well, it's cool that you got to do it.
5: And a lot of people weren't, you know, we were like... The world's newest old band.
4: <laughs> well, there had to be been people who had no idea who you were.
5: Oh, absolutely. There were the odd few that were singing along even to maybe, well, they're all obscured if you don't know who we are, but for Flip fans, even more of an obscure number. Like, uh, like Clone Me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was super gratifying.
4: Well, and it sounds like you're going to maybe hopefully try to work out some more dates. So, for all of you, if you're interested, check out Too Dumb to Quit, and then watch for for Flip. They may be coming to your town. Stranger things have happened.
3: And then bug them to have that song "Drugs" put on future pressings.
4: <laughs> yeah. well, Mark, so it'll Jeff- be the Japanese. It'll be the Japanese bonus track.
5: It's a long song. And here's why it was left off there. And there's another song that was left off simply because of vinyl length, and we wanted to make sure that they were companioned the same. We didn't want to do like extra tracks on this. Extra tracks. Oh, I,
3: I had the same when we were. we released our last record right when, literally, literally right when COVID started. And we had the track listing to go and we knocked off two songs for the same reason. But then I ended up just because next it pressing plants were closed and that's a whole nother the other song. The funny thing
5: is, so we took drugs off it and the other song that got taken off is called Go Go 420. I've been trying to write a 420 song forever, because the idea is what time would a radio station play a song called 420? I'm 420. thinking 4.20, but mm-hmm. just just a passing thought. But so we wrote it, recorded it, and it's kind of like rock around the clock. Like, uh, it's 1.04 in Singapore. It's 6.05 in hot Dubai. Ooh. It's 4.20 somewhere. Go, go, go. It's kind of cool, but maybe someday we'll do a a kilo bale marijuana sort of uh, themed single with drugs and four two o on it, and just a picture of kilo on the front. Well, you this know, would to- be perfect,
2: to- Tommy. Instead of doing like a a a bonus release for Japan, which let's be honest, Japan isn't craving bonus material from Flip. How about <laughs> a bonus material for Iowa? Instead, I
5: think it's all bonus material. <laughs> let's let's do an album that's nothing but bonus material. Easy
2: I remember some, some somebody like a year ago released a ten song EP, and I was just like, "What?" I suppose you could call it whatever you want, but
5: I like it. Kind a, 10, of... a,
2: a ten song EP is not an EP anymore; it's a LP. Oh. Hold on, no, like, hold, hold on let's
3: i will tell you one of the things that has drove me crazy since what i think it was 1982 i love the coda record from zeppelin which was basically yeah all left out are you kidding that album's phenomenal but I back then back then
5: bands didn't go in with 30 songs you know, they just went in and ripped the shit out right there on the spot. Bands like Led Zeppelin, there wasn't a lot of leftover stuff. I don't. I will
3: tell you, We're Gonna Groove is as good as anything they've ever released. I'm with you. So I couldn't believe so many people are like, ah, I'm like, are you kidding? Wearing and tearing on that is phenomenal. I mean, that that record just smokes. And even to this day, people blow it off. I'm like. I'll take Coda over Into the Outdoor any day. Don't get me wrong. I like Into the Outdoor a lot. But, I mean. Like. I like, like. Like. Like,
5: Dottie, like.
3: Yeah, that's it, Dottie.
5: Like, <laughs> Dottie, <laughs> like.
3: So, yeah, but I don't know why that album gets the, you know, doesn't.
4: Because that's all that was. was well, all it, I think that, well, first off, the, the album cover is, is horrible. Oh, and, and Into the, the Outdoors f- wasn't? No, no, no. I'm not saying... No, 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 no. no. I'm I'm not saying it isn't, but at least like the in through the outdoor came in a bag and there was a lot of press behind it and you weren't sure what it was. And then the cover, you could... The colors would pop up if you put water on it, things like that. Whereas with Coda, it's like a lot of people probably didn't even know what the word meant. And there was like no promotion at all. Well, I think the point was, but Coda isn't really
5: bonus tracks. It's a whole collection of outtakes I think we started on bonus tracks but I could be wrong
3: yeah but come on bonus tracks outtakes pretty much you see tomato I a
5: package when you have a package or an album that's good enough and then there's like these extra things attached to it it's always weird to me it's always struck me odd
3: well uh, look how many times you I'm one of those jokers that bought all kinds of even in the kiss world bought the uh, japanese version because you got a live song or you know this different was added cover, uh, art. cover art different cover art too usually. oh yeah but more so for me that's because cool. uh, the japanese records i'll give you a great example on the unplugged japanese i think got to choose was, was the bonus track that you didn't get you know on the u.s version and, you know, stuff like that. I, I'm just a sucker for that stuff. Obviously, bands like Iron Maiden, you know, there they, are all kinds of B-sides and bonus material. And that's the stuff that I still, to this day, you know, still love collecting the live songs and, the, you know, stuff like that. It's, it's, it makes it more fun. It really does. Just as a music fan, I love hearing that there's Buck Cherry's and other things. Their last few records had bonus songs for the, Japanese market just made it fun collecting one of the ultimate ones was uh, live in the heart of the city the U.S. version or the normal version didn't have the uh, lay down stay down I think is uh, and mistreated I think are both on uh, on that you know just being a big Deep Purple fan I remember just being at a record show years ago going holy shit this is different than that in the single version that you know that i had so that's just the fun part about bonus songs and just makes it fun i like all that too i guess
2: well guys let's let's segue a little bit here we got to put we got to put lisa under the spotlight now
3: Mike, you did—you totally blew this chance.
2: We're gonna turn the microphone on on over to Lisa Martini and <laughs> <Pepper Decker. laughs>
4: Double Decker.
2: Um, and 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 Bryn, you can chime in on this this whole discussion from what you know, what you think is good, bad, otherwise. But but Lisa, let's let's have a discussion. You were at um. Creatures fest we'll now mention the name because it's over um and i think i think before we go down this road let's just clear up once again so everybody knows the the reason we didn't mention this prior to the event was pretty much for one reason and one reason only we don't want to promote anything that vinnie vincent's involved in that's it Mm -hmm. i mean that 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 there, we 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 all can have other reasons, but that was a primary reason. I mean, since since 2018, we've pretty much after Spooky Empire went cold on anything this guy did. Not promoting, not talking about, not getting involved in.
0: Was Vinnie Vincent at Smoky at Spooky Empire?
2: Yes, yes. Okay, and, I'm and, sorry, I, I didn't go. I had something to do. But... April 2018. So we we the promoters brought us in to interview him. And, you know, and we've, we've shared this on the show. I mean, the last minute crap, he was pulling, calling Tommy on his cell phone, literally a minute before going on stage saying, you know, I want the stage rearranged and I want a table and chairs and I don't want couches and you know, and then what Petey told us afterwards or what you oh, know with-
3: All the P, here's, a, here's, you know, I don't know if we mentioned this back in 2018 in our wrap up, but one of the things that stands out for me, and this is a big F you to the fans from Vinny to the fans. You guys remember he left, he stayed in a different hotel. Yep. Remember? And then he threatened not to come back. Yep. Yep. Guys, that's directed straight at the fans. Forget how we feel. That's where we're like, you know what? I don't think we want to do business with this guy anymore.
2: Nope. And, 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 you know, then shortly after that, we had, um, Bobby rock on interviewed him. He talked about his book, his time with Vinnie Vincent invasion. It was a beautiful interview. Go, go look, listen to it. It's up there. He didn't trash talk. It wasn't dirty laundry, but we got, we got a message from, um, Vinnie's quote manager at the time when that. Episode was released that basically said, um, Vinny is deleting you because of this interview. <laughs> Whatever you know. Okay, fine.
0: Because you just talked about what happened.
2: Because we get we let Bobby ta- tell his yes. side of the story.
4: That's what it was.
2: Bobby. And Bobby, Bobby wasn't disrespectful either. He no. was
4: just you know.
2: And and we actually and I remember replying back to his manager saying, Well, Vinny's welcome to come on and tell his side of the story. Counter everything if he wants to. Didn't want to. So. To be clear, it wasn't because we had issues with Creatures Fest, we didn't have issues with Neil, we had issues with Vinny, we are not promoting him. We've stood by that for basically the last four years. If anybody wants to show us where we've promoted Vinny Vincent after Spooky Empire, I'd be happy to see it because that wasn't the case. I I will add there was probably also a very good chance that at least if Mark, Tommy, and I showed up in Nashville, we probably would have been banned because of Vinny and Gigi. I mean, there's a good chance the three of us wouldn't have gotten in. So, hey. In all
4: fairness, you can't say that just only because of the fact that we would have just gone there to – be fans you know and and we don't none of us I, at least i don't know neil i've never spoken to him i'm sure he's a super nice guy so i'm glad that you brought up that we're starting with this talking about the fact that um it wasn't for any other reason than we just are not going to partake in anything that's vinnie vincent yeah and, that's,
0: and that's, i will say I, I did go up and introduce myself to neil and he was very 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 nice extremely and, and, nice
2: and i will say and I think what this has been mentioned before, um, when Creatures Fest was first announced, Neil emailed me and asked if he could come on Three Sides of the Coin to talk about it. And I just politely said, no, we're going to pass on this. And that was it. That was the only communication. That was the last thing we said. So again, it's not that we had issues with Creatures Fest or Neil, who was the promoter of this. It was purely Vinnie Vincent. That's why we didn't talk about it. In well, a little it, bit,
4: in a little bit, Peter Chris too, and we love Peter. Okay, he's from my childhood, but we have a problem with his wife, and and so well, she's, got a, we we she's got a problem, problem, with, problem with us. We don't. She's got
2: the problem with us. Yeah, I got. No, I would love to go to those events, but we act, act also know for a fact she tried to get us banned from the Atlanta 2018 Expo. But that's my point. Which, so, which Peter was not even involved in yeah, try to the get his promoter,
3: band. the promoter told us that yes. to our faces. Yes. So it's not, it's not something we heard online or whatever. Hey, real quick while, while you guys are bearing your souls, um, you know, we had some, you know, on some other kiss forums about, um, you know, us not talking about the event or whatever. Look guys. And I said this months ago, um, I had a very, very busy weekend. I had a gig that was booked long before I even knew what a Creatures Fest was. Because with this, when I do my little KISS project that I do once or twice a year, we usually book those things six months in advance. So I had a gig that weekend. My, I had a, my birthday was the next day. And then it was a holiday the next day. Yeah, I would have loved to have gone and seen everybody, but I was a little busy. Doing things, spending time with the people I love most. I wanted to spend time with my family and my kids and play a gig. I look, I and I said that too even publicly on our side. I'm like, I hope matter of fact, I think verbatim what I said was, I hope Neil sets attendance records. Yes, you
2: did. And I, yep. And
3: I hope the fans got get every bit of their money's worth. That was my hope for Creatures Fest. How any ignoramus, when trust me, there was a few on some of the KISS sites turn the, what I just said into a negative is on them. not how, on me. How,
2: how, how they could turn us not saying anything into a negative. I don't get uh, again. Up. You know, we what? didn't that's say true. anything. We didn't talk negative about Creatures Fest. We literally didn't talk about it. So and, isn't, that and, what you,
3: isn't that what your mother's taught you? When yeah, you were it,
2: it, it, exactly. So, so that's out of the way. Lisa went, Lisa, you were there. Um, working with bruce helping bruce you do that actually with-
0: actually i did not help bruce on this one because it was a little different than a normal expo okay normal expo bruce is at his table and we sell merch together yep. like he'll sell merch and sign things you know like that kind of stuff there was no way he was coming down in- into the expo hall all right so you this kind of have to look at Creatures Fest was set up in two different venues, right? There was this one venue that was the big stage and where all the concerts were held, like the nightly big concerts. And
2: are they both in the hotel?
0: Yes. One is literally attached. The other one I called the bubble because it was like this, like a bubble. It was like this weird bubble shape thing that you walked outside underneath like an awning to get to. But I mean, it had, I mean, it was a full stage and that's where Expo City was. So it wasn't like Bruce was there selling his merchandise um, because he would have been absolutely swarmed. It would have been a nightmare. So he basically stayed, um, you know, kind of just stayed away, you know, until it was time for him to do his meet and greets or his playing um, with Lisa. So honestly, the weird thing is I never even really saw because he never came downstairs. So, and he was selling merch, but it wasn't, It wasn't like a normal expo it was really different like it wasn't like bruce was down at his table selling things um
4: well sean from fan hq was there handling bruce's table
0: yeah and it was just him selling it was just merch and there were some other girls there as well but they sat at the table the whole time and just sold merchandise so it was a little different than bruce being there you know, I sell the merchandise, hand it to him, he signs it, I take the, like that kind of thing. It was, it was, it was different. So, so you
2: you basically got to just go and be a fan.
0: Yes. Which was so much fun.
6: So
2: it was so, the first so,
0: time, like I didn't even know what to do with myself.
2: So fill us in then, uh, you know, you were there. What, yes. What, 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 did you see? what did you experience? What happened to you? What were you hearing from other fans? Give us your firsthand report.
0: So um, first of all, I had a great time. All right. I just had an absolute blast. It was I saw people I haven't seen in years. I met new people. Um, It was a lot of fun. I I felt it was organized well. Um, The only thing that that I heard some grumbling with, which there was really nothing you really can do about it, was when times or things changed, the communication wasn't always um, like it wasn't instantaneous. You know what like, I mean? Like like, like,
2: like when when a, when a time for a band to do something got changed from what was originally announced, it wasn't easily communicated.
0: Right. Right. Okay. And I, for one night they had like there were little slots like in the like as soon as you walked in, there were like little slots around the hotel where you could put like advertisements or. You know, menus for the restaurant, and sometimes they had in there the daily, um, the daily schedule, the agenda, because there were things going on all day, whether it be concerts or whether it be meet and greet schedule or expo city schedule. There was a bunch of things going on, so I felt that maybe scheduling an agenda. I mean, what I did is every I had a look on the Facebook page, and I would scroll all the way down to where this agenda was. And then I took a picture of it. So I knew what was going
6: on. You know, so- I
2: mean, you, from, from from a technical standpoint, you almost think um, that could be easily solved by when people register, ask them for their cell phone number.
0: Right, and right. And that
2: you will then be, you'll receive text messages throughout the event updating you of starting yeah. when events start, when events change, what's going on. That's one way to potentially handle it.
0: True. And honestly, I didn't go to the registration table and that might've been happening. I don't know, okay. but for me, it was just, I mean, I knew all stuff was happening, but I literally went to the Creatures Fest Facebook page and found like when Neil did and, that. And, and thing, let's, let's, let's and be honest that,
2: that that that's, that's kind of a minor issue. Oh God. I mean, yeah. yeah. Tiny,
0: like itty bitty. Right. Yeah. So that, that was not a make or break. It was just, I'm mean, going to give just an observation. Um, the registration looked very simplistic and, um, you know, it, people went up to a window. There was somebody there. They, they had like, um, like you, one thing that, uh, that our friend had a problem with is you got your ticket, like on a your little QR code. And she, he, they went to hand her, she went to do the phone and they needed a physical printed out copy, That's which awesome. Lee didn't understand why. And she's like, this is like day and age. You can't take digital. And when I walked up there, I just said, you would probably I mean, if it's probably just go print it out in the business office. And then the person behind the thing was, yeah, we took care of it. I was like, oh, OK, but that, I just walked up on that conversation. And then um, you got like a, you got like she got like a little pick pack, which was actually really cute. It was Vinnie, Bruce. It
2: was, all, it, it was it was the it was four, yeah, it was Peter, Ace, Ace Bruce and
0: Vinnie. It was like little picks. It was cute. I thought they were really neat. And she got a ten dollar credit, like a restaurant credit. Yeah. Which was neat. But the only thing that they said she was supposed to get was like a VIP lanyard, and they just got like a wristband, like a little gold wristband thing. Again, not a big deal. Not a big deal. It was just observations, right? Um, and then if you got meet, if you got like meet and greet or picture packages, so this was kind of interesting too. You got like a like a colored piece of paper. All right. So like, let's say, for example, you had the Peter Chris meet and greet. You got a colored piece of paper with a number on it and then you lined up in order of this number. Right. And then when you went through and got your picture, they checked off like the picture box. And then you went through and got a picture. Then you lined up again and got an autograph, which is actually smart. I mean, you can zip through that picture line like this. Well, yeah, Yeah. and
4: people didn't have to stand there for hours waiting. That seems very well organized in that respect.
0: Right. Now, people did wait for a long time because they, I mean, in other meet and greets, I saw the line go quick, you know, like in, out, done, check, 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 took the paper, finished. In Vinny's line, I did hear some rumbling about the length, but you couldn't leave because you didn't know how fast the line was going to go. Right. So if you were like one hundred and ten and they were on 50, you're like, oh, shit, do I wait? Do I stay? Do I go grab something to eat? How long is the line going to be? So people didn't want to chance it. So they just waited all that time. Now, again, I was not in any of these lines. So I am just going by observation. And the only one I saw that was extensively long was Vinny's.
2: That would be another great opportunity to use like text messaging like, okay, we are now lining up. 50 through 100 for the Vinnie Vincent meet and greet. Text that out to those people.
0: Right, exactly. And apparently, Vinnie took a lot of breaks, which also kind of missed the line a little bit. But from what I saw, everything was like a white old machine. You know, you got the paper, check the thing, check the thing, all done. Um, And then, so that was like the meet and greet things. And they happen at different times during the day. So one day was this person, this day at this time was this person. So they weren't all together on one big bunch. A few ran over together, like overlapped because of the line was longer than somebody else's. So they kind of overlapped a little bit. But it seems that there was a, there was a little like um, issue with the Vinnie Vincent line being long. Um, I did see people swamp out standing in line. So, two people, one person would stay in line with all the stuff, and the other person would go eat, and then they'd come back and switch out with their friend. And that per- so there was a little bit of that going on, which was good because it was close by a restaurant or whatever you needed. Um, like bars, little tiny bars were like set up around, so you didn't have to just go to the same place all the time, which was cute. Um,
2: so, one, that was one, 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 one thing I would add that impressed me right away um, were the meet and greet photos.
0: Yeah, they're really like cool. like
2: the, the Peter Chris meet and greet photos. Great idea. Cool as hell. Peter's on a drum riser behind his drum kit with the tops of the cats that get lifted, but but then they also had cat statues on the side. So it served two purposes. It really made a cool themed photo, not just you standing in front of a backdrop, but it also allowed for social distancing, which well, is something I know- Peter wanted.
0: Peter was very, uh, was very adamant about the social distancing. Um, you had to, you know, put, use sanitizer or wear a mask <clears throat> before you approach the, the picture photo area. Then you were able to remove it. And honestly, I thought that's a great, like you said, Michael, that was a great idea to, to adhere to social distancing if that was a, a concern. But also the photo was kick ass because now you got oh, the drummer so pl- cool. on his drums.
2: Hello? Yeah. I mean, a (laughs) photo was in front of like a a, star
0: star galaxy solar
2: system. Um, Listen, Vinny's photo was in front of the tank tour.
0: See, I didn't know that. I didn't even know the tank moved from the venue because the tank was gone. And I'm thinking, how? where the hell did they set this tank up? Because it was huge. So it must have been set up in a different room. And I didn't know. Again, I wasn't. I I, I,
2: I saw I saw some some of the pictures and. It was just a turret. They didn't set up the tread. That's okay. It but was it was, still cool. it was like a black blacked room and there was the turret and your stand. So again, the the meet and greet photos looked cool as hell for and the way all they did them. them
0: was really cool too because Where I was in there with John Karabi when he was doing his and they had the backdrops like in like there was one backdrop here and there was one backdrop across the way. And then this little flap came down so you can make it black or you can lift it up and there was a different background. So like switching all this stuff out was pretty quick. You know, you had like the galaxy background, you had this background. So it was like, boom, boom, boom. You were able to move it around quickly. Um, I'm sure that what it took time to get all the lights adjusted, but it was still kind of cool. So they only had these meet and greets in these two, these two certain rooms. Um, So that was it for the meet and greet. I did not know about, I know like Enough's Enough did one and Vixen did one. I did Uh, not attend any any of those. You didn't go to
2: the Pretty Boy Floyd meet and
0: greet? No, because there really wasn't one. There was uh, one after they got done playing, but I had to go.
2: Oh, they have to bang. be like, let that guy
4: in.
0: <laughs> well, you know, it was. I felt so bad because I wanted to go meet them afterwards, but Bruce left his jacket in the green room, and I went back after and I was like, oh, I think that's Bruce's jacket. So I I texted him to make sure it was his, and I held it for him. I mean, luckily I went back there. Who knows? It would have still been there. God knows. And he says, Well, can you run it to me? And I said, I have to watch Pretty Boy Floyd first.
4: (laughs) Brynn, can you say anything here? (laughs) Pretty boy Floyd. (laughs) I was so
2: excited. Oh God, Lisa, you look like a little kid in a candy store. Oh my god. Oh my
0: god, I was dying. And then he said then like Steve Summers like bent down and let me sing a lyric. Oh my God.
5: I think it's cool <laughs> that they're still out that they're out there playing.
2: Oh no, I, I, I'm all for any band that wants to keep doing it because they ha- they love what they're doing. I'm all for that. It was just it was so it's funny just... watching Lisa. I mean, it was like it was like Lisa. Imagine it, the first time she ever got to see Kiss and makeup. That was her in front of Pretty, Pretty Boy Floyd. She was like,
0: "I sang every word." <laughs> My friend was on the stage, they were working the the stage and he just, I couldn't, I told him like, I got to go because we went to see Craig do comedy and the original, the original lineup it was supposed to be Pretty Boy, Floyd, Vixen, then Vinny Vincent. All right. So now there was a six o'clock show and an eight o'clock show. This was going to see Craig and Courtney like offsite, only like two miles away, but I really wanted to go catch one of their shows. So I'm like, okay, well, if they go in at six, they have to be done by 7.30 because I have another show at eight. I can be back in time to watch Pretty Boy Floyd. I might be a little bit late, but I can be back. And then they switched it around and put Vinny first, then Pretty Boy Floyd. And I was like, oh, I can still make Pretty Boy Floyd. I might miss Vinny, but I can still make Pretty Boy Floyd. <laughs> Priorities. So I made the six o'clock show. I came back and it was a long, Vinny didn't play for a while. So I was, I, everything worked out as planned. Um, the 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 bands, were, the pool, the Pool Hickey was the very first um, show, which was really, really cool. It was neat. It was a neat environment. Everybody was at the pool, you know, st- the stage set up. It was really cool. Um, everyone did, like, they did the whole unplugged, um, And it was um, Joey Casada.
2: Ace made an appearance.
0: Ace, Ace made an appearance. He made an appearance. Uh, Lisa, Bruce's wife, sang. She sang Rock Bottom, which was really cool. I think she should have sang "I Still Love You" because she would have rocked that song, singing "I I um, I Still Love You." That would have been cool. Um, what else? So, uh, the pool the pool thing was fun, and then I think that was it for that night. I can't I can't remember honestly. It was only like three days ago. I still can't remember. And then um, Saturday was like the meet and greets, you know, the thing, and then that show was. Oh crap. When was the show on Saturday? I can't even remember what well, the show sa- was. Sa-
2: Saturday was Vinnie Vincent.
0: No, it, Saturday was oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Oh, Friday night was was I thank you. Friday night was um Ace's band. It was Ace's band.
2: Oh yes, that's right. Ace played.
0: Yes, Ace Play. Phenomenal. Okay. Peter Chris got up and sang Hard Luck Woman.
2: I that was amazing. Watch, I will- watching them do an acoustic Hard Luck Woman. Yeah, and I two, two two thumbs up.
0: That I was had
2: great to watch Peter. I do had that chills.
0: With Ace. I had chills. It was. And let me tell you something. Peter sounds good. Peter sounds good. I mean, he sang "Hard Luck Woman." He sounded fantastic. Um, and then I think he did strange ways.
2: Yeah, didn't he? He went behind the kit and played kit. drums on strange ways. Strange ways. Yeah, I haven't seen video of that yet, but "Hard Luck Woman" I thought was really good.
0: Yeah, and it, it was really good. Um, so that was kind of cool. And, you know, Ace's band is tight. So that, that show was just really good. That was a good show. Um, and I can't even remember who the opening bands are. Oh, my God. It was like a big whirlwind. And then Saturday was Vinny. And then Sunday was Bruce. Bruce. Bruce I, th-
2: with Peter Gestein on two songs.
0: Yes, it was so cool. Um, they did uh, Hooked on Rock and Roll which was neat because Mm -hmm. um, there was a keyboard player, but the harmonies done by Zach and Todd were really cool, you know? And then he did, um, what the hell was the other song? My God, I'm like losing my mind. Was it Easy Thing? No.
2: I don't remember. I don't remember. I haven't seen the video yet of that. That What is my problem?
0: I know it was uh, Hooked on Rock and Roll.
2: Somebody will let us know.
0: I, I can't and I feel so bad. Um, I feel so bad. But in any case, when Peter performed, I really enjoyed it. I thought he sounded really good. Um, you know, he messed up lyrics here and there, but you know what, who cares? This, well, is, listen, the first, Ace, this Ace, is the first this is the first time Ace, the
2: guy said. He Ace messed up the lyrics on two thousand man acoustically. Yeah, I mean who cares?
0: It, it these people, I mean, when was the last time Peter got up and sang in front of all these people? Uh I mean, geez, Louise, give the poor guy a break. He sounded fine. So you forget a lyric? Who cares? When's the last
2: time he played with Ace Frehley?
0: Yes. So, like, to me, like messing up the lyric, I don't. It, it, that doesn't matter to me, you know.
2: I mean, ser- um, serious question. You matter when, to me. What, That's the song. That was the song. When was the last time Ace and Peter performed together? Was it in Kiss, or have they done anything outside of Kiss performing?
0: I can't remember. I don't know if he ever got up. But no, I don't think so. I don't think would, they did. Would,
2: would it have been 2000, the end of the U.S. farewell tour? The last time Ace and Peter played together? Possibly.
0: I don't know. Mark, you might know.
2: I don't... Rec- I mean, maybe there was a special event where they did something. I don't know. That somebody will correct us if we're wrong. But maybe it was... Maybe it was twenty-two years ago that the last time those two guys played together.
0: Yeah. And I mean I, I I really enjoyed the shows. I have nothing. I got nothing.
2: Well, let's um go ahead. I was gonna say, so then let's let's talk about the, the pink elephant in the room.
0: Okay. So okay, so Vinny's show. All right, so you like there was a little part of the side of the stage, okay, where where like people can stand so um oh you know what before we go to that part the sister dolls they're they're a really good band i was very impressed these they reminded me of zo 2 just because they like they're almost like young kids or like little kids like you know like in their 20s yeah and they're so good so good (laughs) um and uh, peter played with them and i don't remember the song they oh god help me peter played with him with them they play he played one song with them um but uh I really enjoyed that band they were really really good and it was it's cool like Peter see.
2: was the strolling minstrel of the yes. weekend <laughs> he came up he did a song
0: you know he just did his thing um I
5: think he did uh don't you let me
0: down Don't you let me down
5: that we got to
0: keep my chin up
4: Be fall. falling
0: oh. down
4: wasn't that what he did with the sister doll's the night We'll Maybe that's rhythm. the song
0: he did because I remember singing yeah. it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So that's what he did with Sister Dolls. And then he did uh he did Hooked on Rock and Roll and uh Strange Ways with Bruce, right? No. Ace. Hey, no, he would he perform two songs with Bruce.
2: Hooked with on Bruce. rock
0: and roll and I and and, and and I and I
2: know the second tune wasn't an eighties kiss tune.
0: No, it was a, uh, I don't remember. I swear to God, I'm losing my mind. Somebody Google, okay? Somebody googly. Let me see what I was. can find here. Um, but anyway, okay. So while we're doing all the googly part, so uh, Vinny, all right. So now Vinny was moved to 7.30 and then he was like moved to eight o'clock. Okay. And I'm only basing this on when I left the comedy show. Because we left around 10 minutes to eight because I was chit-chatting. So we got back to the hotel. He has not, he did not play yet. And then we, there was a little area like where like people could stand for the show on the side of the stage. And a lot of people were standing there like, like uh, Del Torborg and, you know, all these people were standing there watching the show. Well, they made everybody leave while he was doing a sound check. Or what he was doing, starting the show, whatever he was doing. Again, I got there late. I just and, saw and, these And and,
2: and, let, and let's just set the scene. They built, they put the entire tank stage up for right. Vinny. So the turret and the two treads. And Correct. again, huge, huge props to, to Neil. That looked impressive.
0: And it was easy. It was all on wheels. Well, I mean, you, just kind you know, of it out Yeah, moved, I mean, it's, you know,
2: it's like any 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 tour staging is designed to be quickly tore down and quickly put back together. Now, again. the only
0: problem I had is they left the, the treads on the side and I couldn't stand on the side of the stage to see Pretty Boy Floyd. So I had to come around in the front. Oh, you that poor, was my only problem. poor baby. Poor I baby. See, I couldn't see. But, over the, but
2: thingy. the 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 tank stage legit i mean yeah. it, lo- it looked like what you would have seen on the creatures of the Correct. night here.
0: and it was actually cool it had the smoke come out of the little things everything it was really yep. cool so um everybody had to leave and again i was just standing in the hallway and everyone in there and then um he we just heard guitar playing you can go pull no it? It no like, oh, okay well I, we, I just started well i'm getting to that are you going to the pool right the house. i don't know Excuse me one second. I have to answer. I have to answer a question. Did anybody googly the songs?
2: Uh, I did, but I can't see what it would have been because I don't see another non-80s Kiss song.
4: This is where we need the Jeopardy theme song.
2: Yeah, this is where Lisa goes off and has to be mom for a minute. Mm-hmm. If you're going to the pool, please put on your sunscreen. And don't forget your towel. Don't forget your towel and no running around the pool
4: stop on your way home and get me a six or your Coors cool's Light.
0: I can't, we can't find towels for the pool. Um, okay. So did you, what did you, did you, what was the googly that you I, said? I don't
2: know. Forget it. We'll let okay. some fan correct We'll come us. back.
0: We'll come back to that. But in any case, it, when Peter did hit, when Peter sang in, it was good. It was really good. I totally enjoyed it. Okay. Next. So then we're standing in the hallway and I said, where's, why are we all standing here? And they said that uh, there was no one allowed in for sound check, and then they said, "Well, they had to get him up on this on this tank," okay. and all I had was this mental picture of like someone doing this with their hand, like ready one, two, three, like hoisting him up on the the, the tank because that's I don't think that they wanted anybody in there during that hoisting, right? And then we just heard all this sound, like just just a ton of guitar playing. And it went on for like minutes, like a long time, even before people oh. were able to go in the door. It was just kept going and going and going. So I went back and they have like a little green room in the corner. So I went back with Peter Corey and I was just talking to Bruce a little bit. That's the first time I saw him. First time I was able to sit down and this is like Sunday or Saturday, whatever the hell day it was, Saturday. So we're talking a little bit and then Ace comes in. So now Ace and Bruce are talking. And again, we're just sitting in there and all you hear is just guitar playing. And Ace is like, I got to go see what's going on. So he walked up and walked into the the room. So then Bruce was like, I'm going to go too. So Bruce left. So it's me, Lisa, and Ace's girlfriend. Ace's girlfriend is very nice. First time I ever met her. She's very, very nice and pleasant. Um, So the three of us look at each other. We're like, let's go too. So all of us went in. And they just opened the door and he's still up there playing. And I'm like, well, is he just going to, is he like, this isn't very climactic. You know what I mean? Like I expected, like, it would have been really cool if like he came up from the tank playing. Okay. Let's say you were walking in and he like rose from the tank. That would have been kick ass, but he was just standing there. Like not climactic, climactic well, at all. It's just yeah, and, people and, walk and, in the door. It's like, oh shit, there he is playing. And, and you know let's what I mean? make sure
2: everybody understands he had no band.
0: No, there was no, no drum
2: kit on the top of the tank. Like you would have expected. It was just, it literally was Vinny alone. And even though at the last minute, they told people no photos and no video of everything Vinny's doing. Even though that was promised very early on in the promotions. Um, there's plenty of photos and videos out there. Just go, go on YouTube, go on Facebook, look. It was literally just Vinny standing on the tank, soloing for like 20 minutes. There was no band. He was playing to backing tracks.
0: No, not even not when everybody was walking in, there was no backtrack. It was just him. Just And again, it, you just heard it. You, we were sitting there from behind. And it's like, oh my God, are they letting the people in? Because they were people were like lined up at the doors, but you could hear him playing. And I'm like, well, is he, gonna, the, is the he people gonna were
2: getting a little rowdy because they had been waiting an hour and a half? Yeah.
0: Right? And, and again, it was like I've just figured he was okay, all done, and he was gonna walk off. And then the people were gonna come in, and it was gonna be like this big bombastic, like I said, like lights and smoke and you know, like I mean, I thought it was gonna be like this big production, and he's just standing there. As people are walking in, it was like you know when you walk into like a, a wedding and they have like music playing. Yeah. That's what it was like.
5: What like, was he doing?
0: What? <laughs> Just like he playing, seriously,
2: he was he was playing bumblebees? bumblebees. Yeah, so did you hear any of it?
0: I heard it from the, the little green room, and then I went out into the into the to the actual did it
4: sound. Did it sound like it made any sense? Because no, that's one of the, the things thing. I want I want to say. In all fairness, because the same thing happened to me is when I was on the Kiss Cruise 8 and Ace Fraley played those three shows. For me as a fan, those were the highlights of the cruise because I got him to hear I got to hear him attempt to do songs that he hadn't done in 20, 30 years or more. But he was getting ripped apart by people online who weren't even at the show or on the cruise. So I don't want to be one of those guys that's going to tear apart someone's uh performance or playing but i guess i i'm not a vinnie vincent fan of his solo stuff so i don't know how what he was playing compares Um, yeah. yeah did it sound like he hadn't played in 20 or 30 years or did it sound like he played just yesterday after a month of rehearsal
0: here's if like for me if if he was gonna solo he should have like did his solos from the songs and look it up or, you know what I mean? Like, like the solo and look it up. Like that would have been cool. Like him just do the solo. And then like address the crowd and then go into the solo from, you know, exciter, just, just to have some, something, you know, like, like recognizable, you know, and, but he never even talked. So when you walked in, it was just a, it was just like,
3: by the way some geek is going to go lisa that was rick derringer who played the solo on exciter i'm just i'm I'm just making
0: a point so just everyone (laughs) shut up um but you know what i'm saying okay so okay i'll pick another song excuse me um but just like picking (laughs) pick a recognizable solo you know like even if he wasn't going to play anything it would have been cool to hear the solo from look it up or would have been the you know what i'm saying like i mean oh, yeah he's yeah. playing the solo from x song because i don't want to mess it up again but that's not what happened
2: well okay. I, I i think ultimately and this is what a lot of people and, and and first let me add if you were there and you had a great time that's all that fucking matters i still had
0: a great time yeah. i don't who, who, give two who, shits who
2: cares what us knuckleheads thinking are saying if you if you spent your money and went there and had a great time end of story that's I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not a fan of any Vincent solo material, so I could care less what his soloing sounded like. I couldn't tell you if it was good or bad or otherwise. I will tell you that. From the very beginning, Creatures Fest was going to be Vinnie Vincent doing a full recreation of the Kiss Rio show on the Creatures of the Night tour, which would have been freaking cool as hell. But then that got changed to he's going to do a set of Creatures of the Night and Lick It Up material honoring both albums. And then we ended up here with not even playing songs, not even having a band and just doing 20 minutes of solo.
0: Right. So, and again, like with we have two people, like Ace plays all the time, right? Constantly, Ace touring. You have Peter and, and Vinny who don't play out much. But you could tell that Peter rehearsed and like, prepared you know like he prepared it seemed like vinny just showed up and and did something well, it was like the, I, it was completely like i watched it i'm like well, what's happening right now you know it just didn't make any sense
4: well and, and the reason i asked that question simply is because i've already seen people complaining about it online and it's like well were you there so did you shell out the cash for this particular event or this particular show
0: right that's what i mean I can't, I can't i can't make any statements about meet and greets. I I didn't have, that was not in my, that's not like a big concern to me. I I didn't partake in any meet and greets. I did not partake in any autograph signing. So I can't say anything except I just saw what was happening on the outside, meaning the lines. And then I saw stuff in people's hand about the check mark thing. And I did go to John Karabi's and I did just watch that go through, but that's all. I have nothing else. I don't, I wasn't I did not partake in any of them to give like, okay, here's what I experienced in my meet and greet session. I just saw lines and the pieces of paper, which I asked about because I thought it was cool. And I just wanted to see how it was being done. So Vinny, Vinny plays first. Um, there's no drums, um, which the kind of the drums are like, like the backbeat, of of like, when I mean, you're in a band that kind of keeps the tempo, keeps the shit together, you know, you got you got like a, you know, what I'm saying like the drums are really yeah. kind of like the glue when there's no drums. It's like all over the place, you know, and then Bruce got up and did his thing. I think he did. Um, War Machine, again, not have no idea. Um, I just know that. That like there were people standing on the tread I couldn't see, I was in the back, so I saw nothing. I think I saw like Todd Kern sing. There was like guest singers that sang. I want to say it was more Machine. And then there was like people standing on one of the treads and like going like this and stuff like that. And then it was, it was Ace's turn to get up. Um, I will say from my view, it was actually cool to see the three of them playing. I did have a little bit of a problem with with like Bruce and, and Ace, like on the ground, on the stage, and Vin- and Vinny then you up got, on
2: the pedestal like yeah, he's the I had, king.
0: I had a little bit of, that, that kinda like that oh, kind of like that's not cool.
2: I, I, I know. I, I, I saw that and I was like, you know, that's a little. I, it felt disrespectful to Bruce and Ace. And yeah. may, may, if they didn't feel disrespected, then it's not an issue. I'm just telling I did, you, I as not, I saw so it, I'm, I'm like, boy, you know, you got this guy who's up six feet above these two other guitarists. I and mean, one of those, the founding guitarist of Kiss.
0: Yeah. it didn't feel,
2: It didn't feel right.
0: It would have been cool, too, if maybe they were each on the treads. Even all that would three have been of them bit, up on
2: the turret. That was
0: the other thing I was going to say, is all three of them up on the, the tank. That yeah. would have been the coolest. The coolest of the cool, to have them all up on. The, and, then the, and the tank was big enough. I mean, they couldn't run around or move much, but none of them would have fallen off.
2: Well, the you turret I mean? is designed to hold a whole drum kit so it could hold yeah, three guitar not, players. Yeah, but we're
0: not like, this isn't like to scale. I mean, I'll send you a picture from my view. But that would have been super cool to have, like... It, and there was a ramp that went up the back. So from the back of the stage, there was this ramp. So they all walked up the ramp. They didn't come from the sides. They come up from the back. How cool would it have been if like, well, Vinny's playing up on the tank comes Bruce. Bruce
2: walks up and then, and the then song later, Ace, and then walks, Ace up. walks
0: up. How kick ass would that have been? Yep. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Was it cool to see all three of them on stage together? Yes. Again, a little tingly. Um, it's very hard to play when you have no drummer
2: well didn't ace make some comment to that effect he
0: said i can play anything if i had a drummer
2: because he was having problems playing to the track or the track stopped or something the
0: track stopped it just stopped in the middle of the song like it would play a little bit then stop
2: so it pulled a millie vanilli.
0: yeah a little bit but (laughs) i mean you know what though they they pulled they pulled through um you know, I, I felt. I mean, again, you're you're watching Vinnie Vincent here. You know, call it what you will. I I was never really a big Vinnie Vincent fan. I'm just I just wasn't. You know, I mean, a, a guitar players will argue and and you know and say, well, this was better and this is better. I'm just not a I'm just not a Vinnie fan. I'm nothing against. I mean, I'm just saying my personal opinion. I ain't nothing against him. I just that's nothing nothing against him. It, it's same thing with Ace. You listen to those old KISS albums and you hear Ace Freely. You know, you can listen to other KISS albums. I think we mentioned this before. The ability to go and listen to all these different you, you, it's all KISS, but to be able to go in and listen to all these different lineups or whatever you want to call them is really cool. I can go listen to Revenge. I can go listen to Hotter Than Hell. I can listen to Creatures of the Night. I can listen to Asylum. It's like you have all these different um, you know, it's like almost like Van Halen too. God, I'm going to get crucified for that. But it's that's awesome though so not not every album sounds exactly the same which is unique you know you whenever you feel like listening to so anyway um yeah it was cool again i it was it was tingly because to look out there and actually go well shit ace Vinny, and bruce very cool um it would have went over better if there was a drummer
2: if there was an actual band and they performed some songs yeah
0: that would have been a good thing I mean, even if it was three, let's just say it was three songs, it would have been better to have a band there.
2: Well, again, let's be clear, up until the moment he stepped on the tank and started soloing, that's what was being promised to everybody.
0: Yeah. And and there was a lot of things happening on the back end um, that, you know, just things that were changing minute by minute happening. Um, So, you know, there was a lot of there was a lot of i'm ch- i'm trying to find the word there was a lot of uh n- like knee jerk reactions you know like what are we doing here oh we're doing this now Oh, okay i i and then I, two I, seconds later wait a minute wait a minute i thought we were doing this oh we're doing I, this now I you know like suspect, that kind of thing
2: and 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 i have no evidence of this but based on what we know from promoters who've done stuff with vinny before and a little bit we've done with him I would suspect that all of those little knee-jerk reactions were somehow related to something Vinny was doing.
0: Correct. Correct. Now, the only thing I also felt bad about was that he was how late. All right. Well, when you're that late and you have you're in a venue in a hotel, you have to have a hard stop at a certain time. Well, now these bands have the cut. Their sets are being cut shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. To to be done by the by that time limit, which I thought was kind of sucky.
2: Yeah, that's always because sucky now enough. you're
0: cutting into other bands. I mean, they spent t- they spent their time to come and do this. Even I'm, I know everybody got paid, and it's sometimes it's not always a money thing, but it's the the time and the effort that you put into it, and they're just sets like okay, we gotta hurry up, we gotta hurry up, we gotta hurry up. That's not yeah.
2: cool. No, you know? no 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 band wants to end up playing a twenty minute set to an empty ballroom because. You know, some artist two hours earlier was late getting there and went long.
0: And I mean, also, you know, that that show is supposed to be the highlight of the of the show. And usually when you have those big acts, right, so you had the Bruce act, you had the Ace act, supposed to have the Vinny act. And these opening bands, you know, let's be honest, a lot of these opening bands were you know they're relying on all those people to come see that yeah. you know like they're they're yeah. relying on them so and then when you pull them, put the opening band first everyone's like peace out okay,
2: done i don't need to hang around and nope. see pretty boy floyd i
0: don't need to hang out anymore and i'm not just saying pretty boy floyd cuz i like them but that that impacted vixen too sure so i, I, I but i just thought that was i i thought that was kind of icky but um and but everything else ran pretty much pretty much I'd say 15 minutes, give or take, but I don't think anything was completely off off kilter in terms of a, of a train wreck. I mean, I mean, a train wreck in terms of time, you know, like schedule time.
4: It just seems to me that, that Neil and, and the supporting folks that helped him, because I know it was a whole team, pulled off an unbelievably epic yep. event. Yep. Yeah. Uh, think of all the moving pieces. I mean, he jumped right in with both feet from the get-go to try to put on a three-day event with all of those different... And he
0: was smiling clothes. the whole time. I didn't seem like good, like kiss or anything, like he was ready to freak out. You know what I mean? Like start <laughs> that to, like, might That what? might, like, that might be happening That might be happening this today. Week. That
3: might, go, like, <laughs> that might be yeah. um, Hold on. Mike, Michael, you remember when that happened with Gerhardt? He like had to like be hospitalized.
2: Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah well, the year, the year, the year period to tour.
0: That, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean... The stress, sure, the
2: stress got to him. Yeah
0: and i'm sure i mean they'll put on a good you know i'm sure inside he was just a, a wreck because you to manage all that to be able to manage all of that i mean let me tell you there were there were two venues happening at the same time there was so much equipment to manage all of that there were stagehands and crew and light i mean there was like a i felt like i was like at a full blown concert like not well you you, you know, it, we have, it, it was
2: it was but you know I what mean, i'm
0: saying like other expos it's so that you just have like a lighting truss and a back line, right? This was like full-blown, like boom. The stage was enormous.
2: You know? Yeah, I, I, I mean, t- I mean, he was he was he was managing everything as he had hoped and planned it to go. But you know, the one the one thing that people still don't quite understand is that wild card of Vinnie Vincent throws every plan out the window well
0: it's probably better that he saved that for the last and
2: and anybody who's ever worked with him will attest to that whether they worked with him as a musician a bandmate a producer a promoter of an event you know what happened here isn't as that far-fetched that it's it's similar to what other promoters have dealt with And and, and you can't you can't you can't plan for that craziness who at the last minute says I want to go on before all the other bands now, not after. So let's change all the sets. And now I want to go up there and I'm just going to solo for 20 minutes. What do you do? Your options are either to figure out how to make that work or cancel the event. Yep. I mean, you can't cancel.
0: And I'll be honest, up until that time slot, up until six o'clock when i went to the comedy show everything was the way it was supposed to be so it i mean it wasn't like at noon in the afternoon it was like yeah vinnie's gonna do this it was literally i'm gonna go to six o'clock show and i may or may not make it back for pretty boy floyd it was like i'm gonna cut it close and then when i was walking out the door is when all of this stuff started to change you know then he was going to go on later then this was going to so right around that time period is where kind of the like all of that stuff started to happen and then it was like word of mouth yeah. and then rumors started okay then rumors were going rampant and that's why it was like i wish that it could have just been one minute i heard he wasn't going on until 10 then he wasn't then he was switching it to eight third i mean it was just a shit show
3: Did <laughs> you oh, look knowing what we know from from spooky I mean, literally, minutes before he was supposed to come on, he wanted things changed. changed. We, we lived that. That's you know, put it this way: if you're wondering why here in 2022, the four of us, well, five with Brent, but the, but especially Tommy Michael and I, because we experienced what Vinny did firsthand. Because we were working with the promoter and Vinny that day. We've witnessed this. Everything that Lisa's talking about, Michael's interjecting about, is just history repeating itself.
2: And in, in a different venue and at a different scale, but the same thing is happening at all of them. Last minute changes directed by Vinny Vincent.
0: Hey, but at least he showed up. Oh, I mean, that true. was like the yeah,
3: big, you know I mean, what, let me tell you, you. Know what, that, that, that sometimes works, but not in this conversation, people yeah. traveled for, for, you know, thousands and thousands of miles, people spent thousands and thousands of dollars. The least you could do is, is keep your word. I mean, from putting a band and look, we all know we're not going into that. And that's all I'm going to say about that. There was, there's much more to this puzzle that I'll, it's, much, it's to somebody else to talk about. Mm-hmm. Certainly not us to talk about. But, yeah, you know, there should have been a band. There should have been things that... Because that's what was promised. And that's what made this thing, I thought, as a fan, enticing even to hear about. But who, what is the one thing that's constant in all this? Vinnie mm-hmm. Vincent screwing the fans. Mm-hmm. That's, that's as honest... An assessment as we can and, give and, and
2: screwing people who are trying to help him with his career a promoter how I'm many, promoter, you know, how I many th- promoters have been 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 abused by him
3: i think he is now untouchable after this should
2: be should be
0: i i hope so i mean but I, yeah i hope people learn their lesson but i think there's it's like gambling you know like you're down to Lisa, like your listen, last $20. Listen. You're like, Oh, I just want to try one more time. Hold maybe just on. One if more time. Prom- I'll get something. You
3: Lisa, know? If you're a promoter, would you spend 50, you know, 15 seconds thinking about booking this guy into after what just
2: happened?
0: Correct. No, but again, people are like, maybe next time it'll be better. Next time, next time, next time. Uh, I don't I, know if I, I'd, I'd I, want to go through the headache. I, 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 mean, I think
3: he's hit his next time. That's all. That's, that's I, I, that, that, I, I just want to interject with yeah, that.
2: I think, I think I, people, In the business, in the industry, know what they're seeing here and aren't going to touch it. Now, will Vinny be able to find somebody else who's not in the business and maybe talk them into it? Sure, anything's possible. But, you know, I I made some comments, I think, to you guys and to some other people. It's like, this event, if you took Vinny out of the picture and left everything else there, it was a perfect phenomenal event i agree on the level if not bigger than the best events keith has ever put on or peter's ever put on it was look you you got you got peter and ace together you got bruce and ace together it was a you got bruce and peter together yeah it was a phenomenal event other than the one part which threw a wrench into everything that he was involved in you know neil the challenge here is, you know, as a promoter, Neil is taking the word of these artists that he's booked. And when the artist changes their word a month down the road, three months down the road, 10 minutes before going on stage, it's, it, can be a, a, it can be challenging to make that work. Brent, yep. well, Brent,
4: what do you think about something like that how when you have contracts that you sign when you're going to play these different venues and you're expected to do a b and c how do promoters or how do how do other bands handle this when you have someone like this that keeps changing
2: shit all the time literally at the last minute where they know that they've got you the promoter against the wall
5: you sue them I don't but know,
2: the, but, but but I don't know.
5: I, the I, contracts got to be weak to begin with. If he can get away with that stuff, it sounds like he's potentially hoodwinking people through con- just conversation, like the. Con- I didn't even
0: think about that. I wonder if really contracts were.
5: I wonder too.
0: Set in stone. Yeah, if It was just a handshake.
3: Yep. Let hey, me tell you hey something. Guys, let, let me know, tell you something. So, Lisa really quick off the before, tax before, record. I I gotta I, I gotta get running. So I just want to say Bryn, fantastic job on the new record. Lisa and uh, you know, great job on, on 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 everything so far. Continue the discussion. I wanted to get that last bit in about, you know, just Vinny, you know, kind of ruining everything. And uh I just wanna reiterate for context because for some crazy reason some people are gonna Overlook what Michael just said with take Vinny out. This thing was the perfect, perfect venue for kiss fans, having the the, the time of their lives. Um, I've heard nothing but complimentary things about, about Neil and about the show, um, you know, since it's been over. So, um, you know, I just want to leave that, you know, right there. uh, A lot of my friends who went, had a great time, and I'm so happy to hear that because that was certainly my wishes ahead of time, um, as I stated them, and uh, it looks like that all came true. And again, the reason we didn't do this, what have we spent the last half hour talking about? The fly in the ointment, the elephant in the room, the guy who who's, you just can't trust. And, you know. I,
2: I, I told many people. Oh, that, I gotta run. All right, take, it easy. take care. Okay. Take care, Mark. I have told many people that I felt like a train wreck was going to happen at Creatures Fest. I didn't know when, I didn't know what, and I didn't know how, but a good chance it was going to involve Vinny. Mm-hmm. And 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 I think it did, you, you know. And 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 I think Neil did the best he could, a phenomenal job keeping the event on the rails moving forward dealing with an artist that was probably making some very unreasonable last minute demands of him um but again if you had a great time you had a great time what we say doesn't freaking matter but we're just telling you we've we've been there we've seen it we've talked to people who had happened to we were there when it happened so to Mark's point, that's the only reason why we avoided this, because we just knew it was not going to end up pretty. Yeah, Something was going to go wrong. I mean, it, it
0: could have been a worse train wreck, to be honest with you. Sure. It could have been a way worse train wreck. Uh, if that was the only that was really the only thing. I mean, Bruce and Bruce and Ace stepped up and, and fixed all that. You know, what I got I mean? to
2: imagine. And this is just me guessing here. But I got to imagine Bruce and Ace did not know going into this that they would be standing below Vinny while Vinny did nothing but guitar solos. That, I'm guessing, is not what they were pitched and agreed to.
0: That I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. But um, I, I I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. So I'm not going to answer. But I I mean, I don't know if they all knew that there was not going to be a band. I think a lot of this stuff, the, like the, the drum tracks and all this stuff, again, was all like quick last minute stuff. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like they didn't know about it the day before. It was like maybe hours before that all this was happening. So, um, but uh, yeah, mm. but you know, it happens.
4: I got two questions. Uh Number one, were there a lot of uh, vendors there? Because you've talked a lot about meet and greets and the performances and all that. Were there other things to do and and stuff to buy? Oh, yeah. And secondly, did you happen to catch Izzy Presley's stand-up and how did he do?
0: I was there. I watched the whole thing. There were were a lot of vendors. Um, The only thing that I didn't like about the vendors were um, it, it was very crowded in there. And the t- like, it was real, real tight. And it, I almost was on, I didn't feel like looking around because it was too, I felt like claustrophobic. Is it because the
2: room was too small with too many vendors or too many people? I mean. Well, they,
0: well, they crammed the, the expo, like they called expo city. They crammed it in with this with that side stage. So in the bubble was a whole nother stage. And then expo city. So you couldn't, I mean, you only could only put this much, you know, here's the bubble. You can only put like this much of it with Expo City because you needed all this room here for people to stand and then the whole stage. So it was kind of I I was just not I walked in. I walked in there. Like as soon as I walked in, as soon as I walked straight back, I ran into Del Tourboard. So I bought a demon shirt and then I made a quick swoop around and I went to uh, Kiss Army Warehouse, like where Steve Stilwalt was. I said hello to him. I said hello to uh, Kiss Live Auction. I said hello to, like Peter Corey. I met him for the first time. Nicest guy in Great the world. Great guy. Peter is oh, awesome. We need my, to add him on the show. Oh my god. He is so nice.
4: Yeah.
0: Um and I rubbed I was rubbing his bald head. Um
4: you were Rubbing what?
0: His bald head.
4: Oh, I'm sorry. I misunderstood.
2: Bald you you, did, you you didn't hear the word bald. You just <laughs> I rub. I was rubbing, his head. I
0: was rubbing yeah. his head. Um, super, 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 super nice guy. And then I ran into uh Sean. Um fan HQ. 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 And then there were two girls working with uh with Bruce's table. I ran into the guys from podcast Rock City. Can I just tell you? Super nice. They are so nice.
4: Mm-hmm. They really are. They're great. So
0: guys. nice. I was sitting with them for a while. They're awesome guys. Awesome. Nicest guys. Funny as shit. I love them. So shout out to them because they were really cool and they let me have a beer.
2: Don't leave us and go over there. No, please, so. I would
0: never do that. I'm not okay. a traitor, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, everyone thinks that like, Oh, those two pots are going to be a, you know, when I walked in, it's like three sides, Glucose from three sides is here. It's like, really? We're that we're going to be that petty. They didn't say that. They didn't say no, that. No, I know that.
2: Some like, some some of the fans and listeners so desperately want like a podcast. Exactly. Battle Royale.
0: I told I told Joe we should take a picture. We're like one has me around the throat and the other one's like ready to punch me in the face. I go how awesome of a picture would that be, right? <laughs> um but I the, like that was fun. Like I just like I said I made my way around. I, I never got to see David from um
2: kiss replicas thank yeah. you
0: um i just couldn't get to him I, I, I saw him a few times in passing but i never went back to his booth and i felt so bad because i came in the back door backstage door area to watch izzy do his stand-up which he was actually very good have any of you watched izzy do oh, stand that's
2: that's cute that sounds like a mom saying yes you were very good in your school play you know that izzy, he did. Has a, izzy has a bren tattoo why because
4: he's a huge Flip
2: fan. I
0: didn't know. I never saw okay. this. Okay. Is, is
2: it a tattoo of the word Flip or of the word Brynn?
0: Or is it a picture of Brent? Because that would Bryn. be really creepy. But I didn't ask. But Izzy did a good job. He really did. He really did a good job. And he was a very good host. Did like, he do he a would... good
2: enough job that he's going to make a living as a comedian?
0: I don't know maybe he made me laugh. I no. thought it was funny. But he did a good job as he has like his, Izzy, his we love
2: you, man. We love his you, confidence.
0: Izzy. He's just he's so like he just gets up and like he'll introduce he the he's, guests. He
2: has no fear. That's no, what but
0: he's just so just gets up. I'd be like nervous. So people
2: um, like some people liked it and he did
4: well.
0: Yes, he did very right. well. Um Todd Kearns, Todd Kearns and Zach Vrone mm-hmm. were really funny because they did comedy. And it was hysterical because Todd went up with like a little notebook. <laughs> he was, I was had his, like, little notebook and he was, he did good. Zach used his phone and I guess Courtney helped them like write jokes. So every, he'd read the joke and then he'd go, if it sucks, I'm just going to blame Courtney. So he'd say something and no one would laugh. And he goes, Courtney did it. Courtney wrote it. <laughs> and it was just cute. It was just fun. Obviously, they're not professional comedians, but it was fun. They did. A, it was a really good job. Craig Gass was funny. Um, I'll have to tell you what happened during his eight o'clock show. I, did I guess more that's... than seven
2: people show up to Craig's performance?
0: Yes, because <laughs> I am one of the original Buckhead 11. But apparently there was a there was a Nashville something. I forgot. I, I'm,
2: I'm, I'm part of the Santa Rosa seven.
0: I was part of the Buckhead 11. So for
2: those who don't know, Santa Rosa seven was, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, Craig came and did a a concert here just north of me up in Santa Rosa, went up to see him, and there were literally seven people in the audience. And he just stepped off the stage, pulled up a chair, told all seven of us to just get around a table and he sat there and talked. T- chair to chair yep. and called us Santa Rosa seven because we're the only did people a that bucket. came to see him.
0: He's like, do we really need this microphone? And, and he played in this place called Wine Down, like W.I.N.E. Down. And it was mm-hmm. a wine bar. So there were these there must have been like seven little tables. OK, wait, one, wait, two, three, probably like 10 little tables. And you could have like two or four sitting at the table. And then there was like a bar and you could sit like on these high tops. So I just turned my chair around me, Lee and Doug, and we just watched the show. But they only serve one. I don't drink wine. So I had like a like some kind of vodka drink. It took me like the whole entire show to drink it because I don't drink liquor. Anyway, um, sure. But but something happened at the eight o'clock show. And I don't want to say it because I rather have Craig next time he's on to talk about it because it is hysterical.
2: Isn't it isn't there something to be said, though, that if Craig has these different cities around the country. Where he can name them like the Santa Rosa 7, the Buckhead 11. I mean, dude, if you only got seven people showing up in this town and 11 in this town and eight in that town, something's not right.
0: Well, you know what, though, to his defense, this venue, you couldn't put there was no more seats left. But there was only like you can only fit like 25 people in there because it's a little tiny. It was in a it was in a um, strip mall. So on one side was like a deli. And then then the wind down and then there was like a like a taco place. It was just like a little strip mall. I mean, it wasn't like a big fancy like comedy club. It was just a cool little place to do comedy. And I guess that they've they were there before doing comedy. It was just cute. It was very intimate, very intimate. But I I thought it was hysterical. Basically,
2: Izzy could probably draw as many people as Craig Gass.
0: Possibly, but (laughs) they may leave. Craig holds them in there. That's true. Craig holds them in there. but they had comedy. That was I, that was interesting to have comedy. I mean, who would have thought to have a cool comedy show in the middle of an expo? The fan jam was awesome. They just got a bunch of fans and they got up and played. That was very cool. Um, and then they had like Trickster do like an acoustic show. So there was like stuff going on all the time. You know, the restaurant was cool. I mean, the bar always had people in it. Uh, a lot of socializing at the bar. Um, cool. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I saw a ton of people. I remember nobody's name. And I already warned everybody about this when I met them. I already told them I am not gonna remember.
2: So you got a lot of three sides long.
0: Yes, I did. A lot of upper decker <laughs> asking me if they had any upper deckers. I knew, I had a giggle and poor Lee's like, what the hell are you talking? I'm like, don't ask. Don't don't oh, ask.
2: God.
4: That's fantastic. Yep. Well, good. And it th- sounds it sounds like you had fun.
0: I did. I had a wonderful time. And and um You know, it was an uh, it was an interesting time as well. And sometimes you never know where a handshake is going to lead you.
2: This is true. In a good way. Mm. Did the handshake lead you to some sunshine?
0: Yes, it did. (laughs) I felt I felt good. I felt really good after it. But I. I'm not, I'll just, that's just between between me and my handshaker. Okay, good. But it was a good, Good. it was good. I walked away very happy.
2: I I mean, uh, uh, yeah, excellent report. And, and again, if you were there and you had a great time, none of what we said means shit. Right. We'll be the first to tell you that. Um, Sounds like Neil and his team put on a hell of an event dealing with some last minute circumstances that would have thrown anybody Mm -hmm. into a stressful meltdown um yep but it was a memorable event at the end of the day
0: yes it Mm -hmm. was yes it was and and um yeah if there was another one i go to the next one. one, one i had a great time what
2: one final question was there any mention by anybody anywhere about the new vinnie vincent album no that's interesting because uh-uh. uh-uh. there isn't one.
0: Uh-uh. There was. Nothing. I've
2: heard there actually is. Um, but I find it interesting that when you've got a captive audience like that, you don't announce it. You don't take pre-orders. You don't. Well, like I said, take didn't money have, from he these never, fans who were there to see him.
0: He never said a word. To, he never spoke. He never spoke. I I didn't hear him say a word.
2: How cool would it have been to do? a Vinnie Vincent album press conference that night on the tank stage, him up there on the turret announcing the album, playing some of the music from the album, and then actually starting to take pre-orders for vinyl and CDs right there from Vinnie. That would make sense. You want to tell you. I don't know. Oh well. Okay. So okay. Um, after From saying work. all that, let's just be clear. We're still not going to promote Sorry, Vinny I was Vincent. on the I
0: was my daughter called. Give me the What were you asking me now? I'm sorry. No,
2: nothing. nothing no, you, you said this.
0: something. You asked me was I missed just making
2: something. Making a
4: statement. Tell just me making what a sta-
2: was. statement about how cool it would have been for Vinny to do a press conference on the tank announcing his new album playing some of the music either pre-recorded or a guitar solo from a couple of the new songs and then take pre-orders for cd and vinyl even if it's coming six months from now start taking pre-orders right there from vinnie vincent
0: was there even a microphone did anyone see a microphone on the tank
2: i didn't see one but i'm sure somebody could have Gotten a microphone really quick on the stage? If it was no,
0: I'm just because I don't because I can't. I couldn't tell if there again. I my my, I, couldn't tell if there was a microphone on the stage. Let me just look real quick. There's not a microphone. I don't think there was
2: one on the. There wasn't one on the turret.
0: No, there was one. Okay, so what? What I was going to say. Well, I didn't want to speak out of context before I checked. It would have been cool Hmm. if, like, after he did his, if like he said something. Like, hey, you know, thanks for letting me, thanks for coming out to see me, yada, yada, yada. You know, I'm excited to be joined by, you know, Bruce on like, like talk a What a, a professional
2: little. would have done.
0: Yeah, or hey, this is even a, you know, what a great moment for me to be on stage with these two iconic guitar players. You know, I have Ace Frilly to my left and Bruce Kulick to my right. This is a monumental moment for me as well as you. I mean, it was like nothing. It was like he's just up there, bloop, and then here comes Bruce, and then here comes Ace, and then they do a little song.
2: And, and then, then they literally
0: leave. everybody left. It was like everyone just walked off. They walked down the ramp.
2: Yeah, that Boop, wasn't that gone. was that clearly wasn't planned out that way.
0: No, but it was you know what though? Um when when Peter came down to sing, this is just I popped in my head. When Peter came down to sing with um with the sister dolls, Ace came down and watched him. Oh, that's cool. Which I thought was really cool. It was really neat to look like to look over, and there's there's Ace and his girlfriend that came. He he wasn't playing; he was all done playing, and he came down and watched Peter. Just that watch, was really neat. watch his yep. old bandmate. That's yep. cool. That's cool. I thought that was really neat. So, all right. I think he I think he stayed for a little bit of Bruce too. I think he stayed for a little bit of Bruce and watched him play with Bruce. I think I have some video. I have to sing what song it was. What song was playing? Because I have video. Um, but it was also nice because when Peter came off stage, Ace left and there was a moment in the back where they hugged each other and it was really cool. Like you look back and you just see him like talking and hugging. It was neat. It was like, oh, <laughs> I, was like, no, I know. Those were the cool moments, you know, those were mm-hmm. the cool moments of the thing. So, so I give oh. it I give the whole I give Creatures Fest. I I, I think that the to me. The, the fun outweighed like the Vinny shit. Like I said, if you just got rid of all the Vinny shit, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yep.
4: Well, if they do one next year, Flip should play.
0: Yeah. It you was fantastic. I saw Quiet Riot. I watched Rudy Sarzo play bass. That was kick ass.
4: Doesn't the singer, though, look like Charles Manson? He doesn't. Well, that's
0: Jizzy Pearl. No, that's... Um,
2: that sounds like a porn star. Is
0: that Jizzy Pearl? Why can't I'm not I think I'm
2: getting. Honestly, and no disrespect to Quiet Riot. I have no idea. It's Jizzy what Pearl. Lead, what lead singer they're on right now. In that it's band. Jizzy
0: Pearl. It's Jizzy Pearl. No, it's not. It, yes, it's Jizzy Pearl because.
2: Rudy is the only. What you could consider original member of Quiet Riot. And he
0: still plays like a motherfucker.
2: Oh, yeah. Rudy's an amazing bass player.
0: Mm, he's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, he's in Quiet Riot. Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, I know that's who that is. But because I remember when he sang with um, L.A. Guns, um, his hair was like more shorter. But he sang great. I mean, he fit quite right. I thought he did. And then just watching Rudy Sarzo play bass was. Um, okay, that's how I got
2: it. When, when Rudy licks the, the strings of the bass. Yep. Yep. I, I think he does He's... his
0: thumb. No, he does these two fingers.
2: Um, so homework for this week. I guess if you went to Creatures Fest, what did you think of everything?
6: Mm -hmm.
2: Is it a thumbs up event? What would you change? Any constructive criticism?
4: Would you like them to do another one?
2: I think the answer to that is yes. mm -hmm.
4: And uh, pick up the uh, new flip record, Too Dumb to Quit. We'll just find out how... Dumb
2: you want. Bryn, Bryn, where can people go find more info on Flip online? Anywhere. Just Flip,
5: put it into Google. More options will come up than you'll care to deal with.
2: And, two and it's two, two Ps on Flip. Two
5: Ps. Flip, Too Dumb to Quit is the name of the new record. Thank you.
2: Oh, all right.
5: Anything and compare it, compare it to Vinny Fest. What do you like better? Flip, Too Dumb to Quit. <laughs> Or
2: Vinny Fest, That Vinny is Fest. More- <laughs> Vinny Fest. <laughs> we'll, we'll take a look any day. Of <laughs> um. All right, guys. I don't know. Is there anything else we need to chat about? I don't think
5: Thanks so, for man. having me on. I hope I didn't Thanks bore you, Bryn, me. with the with
0: the Creature Fest recap. I hope I didn't bore you.
5: No, I was, actually, I forgot that I was on and I was just watching the show for a while.
2: <laughs> Sorry. So I no, I you were like, watching Lisa.
5: I hope I wasn't, like, scratching
4: myself or picking my nose. You were or...
0: picking your nose. I'm just no, <laughs> I
4: knew it. <laughs> he gave me a shirt with boogers on it
0: once. Nice.
4: <laughs> I did. <laughs> yeah. did, did, you,
2: did you eBay
5: it? No, Tommy and I went to see Cheap Trick, and I'm like, I should give them a Rocksteady Records t-shirt. Shit, the only one I have is in the dirty laundry. Grab <laughs> it. Okay. And we brought it. Gave it to Nielsen. <laughs> it to Nielsen. Like, awesome. Thanks, Xander. Great. Thanks. And we walked away going, oh God, it was
2: and they're like, they're like, this stinks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. That's it. Three sides of the coin. We're out of here. We're down to four. We started with five. We're down to four. Four Sides of the Coin. We'll see everybody next week.
5: Peace, everybody. Give it a shot.
2: Too dumb to quit. Too dumb to quit. Do
1: you have something to say? Leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320-515-4771. Love the
0: show. Visit threesidesofthecoin.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Voices
1: for three sides of the coin provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.